Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why does my partner want me to tell her what I talk about in my own therapy? <laughs> because she's nosy. <laughs> See, because she cares. Oh, because she wants to know that you're growing with her. Because she's attempting to control you and your therapy. <laughs> Yeah, that one. All of the above. <laughs> all of the above. No, it could be all of these things. So it could be because, you know, it could be a clue that she actually does not know what's going on inside for you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. And that's I'm saying she, it. and I'm recognizing it could be anybody who, who this one came in from a guy, but it could be anybody um, it, who's in any kind of partnership. It could be a clue. You're actually not sharing much about your inner world mm-hmm. and your partner wants to know more. That could be part of what's going on. It could also be, and I'm, I'm 100% with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it could also be that your partner might be afraid that they're growing without you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to know and- that you're growing too. And then rather than doing that in a direct way through direct Mm -hmm. request or through sharing a vulnerable concern, they're doing it a sneaky way by trying to manage your therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Not super skilled and super human. I just want to like really acknowledge the humanity inside of this question on both sides. Like you as, as someone who's going to therapy have a right to a confidential, safe, private space. And your partner also in their humanity wants to know more about you. Right. And your inner curiosity piece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing. Such a fine line between curiosity and control. Hmm. Well, if it's curious. Can be. Here, I think, I think here's how you'll know if it's curious. If it's curious, it's like, oh, how was therapy today? And then if you go, Oh, it was a big one. I don't know if I want to talk about it. They go, 
okay, okay. then that was a curious mm-hmm. question. If, <laughs> if when you say, I don't want to talk about it, they say, oh, why not? On. Why not? Can't you just share a little bit of it? Did that you talk about not, this and this and this? What, what did I you make sure to that know you, brought- you better? <laughs> Do you want me to write your therapist a letter to tell them what I think is going on? Can I call them? <laughs> Those would all be management control sort of stuff going on. Boundary crossings. Right. But we don't want to get so black and white with it. Like, of course, your partner's interested in what's going on in your therapy. It'd be sort of weird if they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So how, how do you guys create a space where it's totally fine for you to ask and it's fine for me to say no thanks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you protect your own boundaries that it's fine for me to say, I don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of my own partner and I, and how we're both in therapy in our own personal therapy. Mm-hmm. And we often know when each other's session is. <laughs> right. And so is it because of the way you show back up at the house or do you have it in your calendars? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> they have the calendars. I'm sure it's, it's the calendar thing. Um, <laughs> I literally get invites on my calendar for his sessions and mine is always at the same time. So like it's, it's known, right. And often we have these moments in the hours after where like, we might just Made each other, we're working from home now, right? So we're, we're off also having these telehealth sessions. So we it's conceivable that we'll cross each other's path very shortly after a session or something. And we might just have a moment like, do you need a hug? Are you okay? Anything you want to mention? Do you want to talk later? And that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. it opens up into, yeah, well, this is what came up or, you know, and I really want some, can you this is what would be helpful for me. Right. You know, and sometimes it's, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and you both have the the space and the safety and the comfort to give both of those answers. Now. Oh, good point. <laughs> this was now. a create, this was a space you worked for. This was this, this yeah. was an earned yeah. space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very earned space. You know, we have been married now for, I don't want to really do the math. I think it's 16 years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and this is not a space that we have always mm-hmm. inhabited. There was definitely a time where I would have mm-hmm. tried to get him into therapy or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tried to get him in, pry it out of him. Um, Cause I'm also wondering, and this is back to the controlling piece, Jules, this just crossed my mind mm-hmm. that. And we might have already said this. If I I know you're going to therapy and I'm not seeing any changes, what the heck is going on in that room? Mm-hmm. Again, that's the controlling piece. And it's, yeah, it's like managing what's going on. And mm-hmm. yeah. And that's my yeah. own boundary, which also I will say based on my own therapy, I've actually flipped it and gone to him and said, have you noticed any changes in me? Mm-hmm. And I was not offended when he said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was recent. And I told him, I said, I'm actually not surprised because there are changes that you're not going to notice. I just know that my brain is actually functioning differently mm-hmm. and you're not going to see that. But I was curious if you did see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it can go both, but like, it's not, you wouldn't really see it in my interactions 
how much growth I'm doing in therapy. Yeah. You know, I was just noticing I, I've been in therapy for years. I, I, sometimes I go on and off, but in general, I'm, I'm go to therapy often. And, um, I'm trying to think if he's ever asked me, I'm trying to think if my husband has ever asked me, I don't think he has. I don't think he's ever asked me what's going on in therapy. Um, I probably have asked him, how was therapy though? I don't think either one of us has been particularly pushy about it, but I'm, I'm sitting here being really curious about why not. And I think it's because we tend to share. Yeah. I was just thinking Mm -hmm. from from the bit I know about the two of you, right. Mm -hmm. From the time that I've known you, which I recognize is not the length of your relationship, but for for the amount of, of the two of you, I know, I imagine you're, you to be very like, here's how I'm doing right now. Here's what I need. Right. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. We both would tend to do that. We tend to be pretty overt about yeah. it. And, and if there's something that came up in therapy, um, whether it had to do with my inner journey or with something between us, either way, I'm probably am likely to share about it. And mm-hmm. if I don't, it's because I forgot, or it wasn't actually that important obsession yeah. or something mm-hmm. like, or, and he, when he's been in his therapy too, like, not every session, every time. It's not like that. It's not like some regimented thing, but like he shares, oh, this weird thing happened mm-hmm, with my mm-hmm. therapist. Can I talk to you about it? Yeah. Sure, sure. So I think probably one of the things we've done that's created a landscape of a lot of ease around this is we tend to overtly share without even being asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's like, it doesn't even follow like, yeah. how was therapy? It could just be like, out of nowhere, he just brings it up. I noticed that James and I are often in a lot of conversation, you know, cause we're just like, we do a lot of conversation, especially at night. It's our pillow talk. It's like our unwinding, our brains are doing this thing. And we have a lot of emotional share and often something will come up there. And one of us will say something like, well, oh, that might be good to mark for therapy. Mm. Oh, interesting. Before therapy. Mm-hmm. And we don't mm-hmm. often follow up with it after, but sometimes it might be, yeah, I, I, I remember to bring that up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like, it's just like, well, maybe that's something that's too big for me to hold for you. Or you want to go a little deeper than I'm capable of taking you. Mm-hmm. Right. So mark that for that. Right. You have a space for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, if you are being hounded about being in therapy and what's happening and you don't like it, you mm-hmm. could always share that with your partner. Oh, and you could do yeah. it in our feedback wheel space, right? You could do it in these little four steps. So you could say, you know, I've noticed that most Wednesdays you ask me, how was therapy? And if I tell you, I don't want to talk about it. You, you ask me several more questions. The story I make up is you're managing my therapy or that you don't are threatened trust. by it or trust me or, or whatever the story is, right? right. That's what right. Whatever the story whatever is, my story is. And so when that happens, I feel frustrated and worried. And what I'd really love to, from you love is, could you tell me what your hope is when you ask me the questions? Oh, I love the way you just ended that. Yeah. So What's rather than telling him what to do, like what I'd love to do is have you stop hounding me actually, what if we made this a moment where we could increase our understanding about what the other one was missing and or after? I'm loving the word hope. Like Rebecca just said, I tend to not necessarily about therapy, but I ask Abe a lot and he 
I was going to be sarcastic and say he loves it, but no, I'll be honest. He hates it when he'll, he'll be talking to me about something. And I look at him, I'm like, what is your agenda right now? Mm. That doesn't go across very well. Um, but I really do. I'm like, I'm just like, what do you, what do you think what you mean is what's your hope? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if me saying what's your hope right now might land a little bit better for him because I, it feels controlling usually when it comes up and I'm thinking, cause if your goal is such and such, so unhealthy, um, we could end this right now. Cause that goal isn't going to happen. Like literally right. that's a real so conversation really, we've had. I'm totally. like, I need to know what you're working towards because I need to know what response you want me to have. Because if I'm not going to give it, we might as well end it, but I could give it to so just, but he's always like, what do you mean? What's my agenda? Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't have an agenda. He sounds just like that, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and I'm <laughs> catching too. Hope? There's like management on both sides, right? So you can tell there's something he wants, but he ain't saying, and then you're going to say, what's my agenda so that you get to know what he wants so that you can end the conversation or give it like this. Yes. Right. So you guys are managing each other a little bit. I love it. Doesn't this happen in everybody all the time? All the time. I all hope so. It's not just us. Yeah. No, oh, God, it's not no. Just you. Oh God, no. So. So how do we do this different? I think we have overt conversations mm-hmm. about it and those are always going to feel vulnerable. And so they're always going to feel scary and they're always going to feel risky. And, yeah. and what's striking me is that, yeah, those overt conversations feel vulnerable and the whole piece of this conversation, why doesn't my partner tell me about what they're talking about or want to talk? You know, this whole conversation is basically and in, and and ask for more vulnerability. Yes. Totally. Totally. So what if we gave more vulnerability? Scary. Unless of course your yes. partner's feeling threatened by their therapy, your therapy. And then they're what they're afraid of then probably is that you're going to outgrow them, not that oh, they're yeah. outgrowing you. Oh. oh yeah. So it may be like but it's still a request for vulnerability. It's just it a is. request like to manage my vulnerability by not going to therapy and growing without me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So we could always just have the vulnerable conversation. The vulnerable conversations. Take the risk. So here's the thought that I'm having. And this this falls on the, this, this aligns with something that Terry talks about a lot in relational life therapy, that sometimes couples therapy will, in, will empower relationships. Whereas individual therapy sometimes will empower people out of relationships. And I think that's an important piece of also bringing into this conversation. It's like individual empowerment versus relational empowerment. Mm-hmm. It's not versus because I think relational empowerment actually encompasses individual mm-hmm. empowerment. Yes. It yes. Says yes to individual empowerment and Yes to relational responsibility and relational health. Yes. So, yes. And, and we don't have very many, many models in our life, in our society. Very many of us haven't grown up with healthy relational models mm-hmm. for what does healthy relationality and responsibility look like? Mm-hmm. The um, peer-to-peer, as almost obvious as that sounds, that when I... And it was subconscious, but when I realized consciously that I stand equal to my husband, well, to me, my partner, it really had nothing to do with male, female, but that he's not my parent. He's not my anything. He's my peer. It shifted our dynamic. 
it, it was clunky when it first happened, when I looked at him not happily and I was just like, you're not in charge of me. And he looked at me like, I don't even know what you're talking about because no, I'm not. I mean, this was definitely a power dynamic in my mind that didn't exist in his, Yeah. but mm-hmm. me realizing it and shifting to, I am your equal shifted things for us in a very positive way that he subconsciously had been waiting for. Mm-hmm. He wanted it that way, but I didn't even realize that we were in it. So I didn't know mm-hmm. how to shift out of it. And that's relationship yeah. empowerment that you both are talking about. And I feel what you're talking about, Vicki, with the individual empowerment, that bringing yourself up into that equal position with him, that is individual empowerment. Mm-hmm. It is saying I'm worthy of standing up for. It is saying I'm worthy of having mm-hmm. a voice. And it also says you are. And I mm-hmm. want to hear you too. Yes. And so it's like a both and. Yes. It's and beautiful. so if... Your partner's worried that therapy, your individual therapy will damage your relationship or you're afraid that your partner's (laughs) individual therapy will damage your relationship. Or maybe you're both in therapy and you're noticing yourselves growing apart. It may be that some of the messages you're getting are only on one side of the both hand, that they're all about the individual empowerment, which is great. Mm Mm-hmm but they're not incorporating how to take that strength and bring it with fierce, gentle love to your person and say, you know what? This isn't feeling good. Let's rumble and figure out how to do it different, baby. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I think this is the big piece, right? Is is being able to just show up relationally and take that stand and say, this isn't feeling good. Here's what I need. Mm-hmm. Back and, to the vulnerability piece. Now we're back to vulnerability, but we're also back to that individual empowerment because mm-hmm. now I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm owning myself and my my space and I'm taking some relational responsibility and I'm saying this doesn't you know I'm I'm noticing this doesn't feel good. Here's what I need to make this mm-hmm. feel better between us. Mm-hmm. Which means I also have to be in touch with what I need. Totally. Which so is so it's both and and yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that feels like a really good place to land. Yeah. Bye-bye. Take care of each other best you can, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley-Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. 
If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.